It's now time for the Main Event Sports Show with your host, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, and produced by Jerry Hazard. The Main Event Sports Show is brought to you by Verizon Wireless, Lavish Life Hair Boutique, The Peer Group. You can follow the Main Event Sports Show at MainEventSports101.com. You can also follow the Main Event Sports Show on Twitter at MeSports. And you can also download the Main Event Sports Show app. Just go to your favorite app store and search Main Event Sports Radio. It's now time for the Main Event. Secondly, there's not a lot of athletes that have been, you know, made it to New York twice. Hmm. Um, that's a very short list. So, I mean, just the fact that Lamar Jackson, especially with the Louisville not being a team with a lot of pedigree, Louisville not being a team with a lot, you know, with any uh, championship history, the fact that Lamar Jackson was able to make another trip to New York on an eight and four football team. Hmm. I mean, it's it, crazy. That's wild. It's so, crazy. I mean, that, that speaks to just how great he is um, and the type of season he had. And yeah, while I expect that he's probably going to fall short. Uh, to Baker Mayfield uh, tonight, um, I think there's no doubt that you know backing up his Heisman season, where everybody kind of thought that maybe he was overrated, maybe Deshaun Watson should have won it last year. I think the fact that he made it back to New York a second time um, kind of speaks to how great Lamar Jackson is. Yeah. It's just huge. Yeah, he he um, you know, by, as a Cardinal fan, I feel like that he is uh, he he is the Heisman winner. Uh, I think we was two games away from him being the Heisman winner. But uh, I agree with Haven, man. It's just exciting to see uh, us as a university have a guy with that type of athleticism get back to New York two years in a row. Hmm. And that's just something that we don't dream of as Cards fans, that we would have even ever had the opportunity to see a Heisman uh, trophy right here in Louisville, uh, Kentucky. So that's exciting within itself. It's just crazy, man. it's It's just amazing the talent that we got to watch with Lamar Jackson. I hope everybody really, truthfully appreciates the once, probably the once in a lifetime talent. Really, you would say we will never see it again. It, it it's going to be difficult. To I mean, see a, a lot of people said that you know <laughs> you never see another Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Exactly. To really appreciate yeah. that. Nobody did see that Teddy Bridgewater. That's talks about better. Yeah, I mean it's, it's crazy. True. It's I mean, just crazy. You know, true. We, a lot of people were talking about you know when's Teddy Bridgewater statue going to yeah. go up for everything yeah. he did for Louisville. Now you have Lamar come through. I can't, I you know, I, I can't say that we'll see another Lamar Jackson, but you know, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. Rashad, I mean, who gets the, who gets the statue first? Um, well, I, you know what? It has to be Lamar. <laughs> I, it's, I, I would to, say that he, he got the it, trophy. It has to be Lamar because he has the trophy. But I think both of those guys um, are trophy worthy and yeah. are and statue worthy. I think that both of those guys, um, you know, have done so much. Teddy Bridgewater is the reason that Louisville's in the ACC today. Exactly. And I truly believe that. And because of his um, contributions, the fact that he was just so excellent, fighting through uh, Sean Watson's horrible, horrible offensive coordinator, <laughs> they still found <laughs> yeah. a way yeah. uh, to get, uh, you know, Louisville back after the Crackthorpe era. And everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably one of the greatest wins in Cardinal football history, that Sugar Bowl. Oh, it was where amazing. Where they just completely dismantled. The Florida Gators. Amazing. I mean, we talk about just the, the contribution. Awesome. Lamar Jackson is a, is an amazing talent and, and a great, great player, maybe, and probably the greatest player in the history of the University of Louisville, no doubt. But I mean, when you talk about the contributions to the program, I could still argue that Teddy Bridgewater meant more to the university. Now, how about this? What? How, how about this? Would Would Lamar Jackson be considered the greatest athlete 
ever to play for University of Louisville, regardless of sport. I think Lamar Jackson's probably. That's, that's, I think it could be argued Lamar Jackson's the greatest football player in the history no, no, of no. football. No, no, no. I mean, period. I, 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 and and, and, and I ain't what I asked you, Rashad. No, 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 no. He asked you a question. talked about school wide, like better than Griff, Wes Unsell, yeah. all the greats that kind of come through. Well, I mean, would he be considered you would have to like the greatest Cardinal? There have been very few guys that have won National Player of the Year in their sports. Exactly. Um, Griff, yeah. Griff won it. Uh, Purvis won it. Um, Lamar won it. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if, if Wes ever won the College National Player of the Year. Um, but I mean, that's that's the list that you're dealing with. It's a short list. That's a short list. It's a short list. So you can you so can very well argue that that point is true. But I'd have to disagree with the, with the Teddy and Lamar, Rashawn. I would have to say Lamar, Lamar is, I agree. is by far, I agree, of course. You know, I I would agree to say Teddy did do a lot for the school. But Lamar, from the player standpoint, what he's done with what he's had, I feel like the defenses that Teddy had. He had some tremendous defenses Absolutely. that we had th those years, and with Grantham as the defensive coordinator. So, uh, with the defenses that we've had that Lamar's had to deal with, uh, not so much so, especially not this season. Uh, folks, this is William Wright chiming in uh, in here with the fellows again. As always, glad to be here. Uh, just to uh, give my two cents in terms of on the field and accomplishments, I understand where you're coming from, uh, Rayshon, uh, Rocky, but you got to consider in terms of the national exposure. That was uh, that w which player can be you know that can be attributed to, and it's definitely Lamar Jackson in terms of what it did for Louisville as a school. He won a Heisman. He was first one to Heisman. Yeah, the first one to Heisman, and then also people were wanting to see this dude play. Exactly. And and and, and, and so along with that, they wanted to see Louisville play. Of course. And then Teddy Bridgewater never had that kind of a draw. Exactly. Not not in the, in the sense that Lamar Jackson did. Oh no, I, and no, I definitely agree on the field accomplishments. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson is the is the greatest player to ever play for the University of Louisville, especially in football. Mm -hmm. um, but I think when I look at Teddy Bridgewater, I look at the fact that you look at what the, where this program was, um, right. not going to a bowl game, uh, being an absolute disappointment under Steve Cragthorpe. The Pick fact up that college, strong. Uh, you know, the, the yeah. fact that college football was in turmoil. You had, you know, teams jumped from conference to conference, and Louisville looked like they were on the outside looking in. Oh yeah. And the fact that Teddy came along. At the most crucial moment in the growth, I mean, because there is no Lamar Jackson, if Teddy Bridgewater does not get come come to Louisville and help Charlie Strong turn it around, we could easily be still in the AAC. Absolutely, Teddy Bridgewater to me, Louisville's still in the AAC. But, yeah, but look at this, but you also have to look at all those events that happened. Miami fires Randy Shannon. Man, yeah, and all the recruiting just tanks. Mm -hmm. At the same time, they fire Randy Shannon. We hire Charlie Strong, Clint Hurt, and everybody else with those super strong Miami ties yes. and was able to go into Miami Northwestern and get, like, the team. Well, right. they, they always say, you know, it's kind of like that saying of the, the butterfly flaps his wings in the wind. And, right. You know, cause a tsunami on the other side of the world. I mean, that's literally when the, it was the, just crazy. the chain reaction of events, of everything that happened, you know, from the, the strong hire to, you know, the Randy Shannon firing to – you know, Teddy Bridgewater just being absolutely amazing. The Florida game, that mm -hmm. orange, that um, Sugar Bowl. It was crazy. It was, it was crazy. You know, I mean, crazy. That, that, all those things had to set into motion to get Louisville to where they are. So, no, I, it's not to take anything from Lamar. And as far as pure football talent and his contributions on the field to the University of Louisville, there's no doubt he is the greatest of all time. And, but, you know, I, I just mean personally. But, but of all athletes, would you say he's the greatest athlete ever to step foot? 
just athlete, just as far as pure athleticism, or or like the whole thing, uh, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Is he the greatest athlete? Yeah, I, I ever say so because field. the Heisman Trophy is considered the greatest trophy in all of college sports. Of course, yeah. I agree. So yeah. I say, yeah. I agree. I agree. I, and you know, when we talk about the, the American Conference and now we're in the ACC, we we can't give Teddy all of that credit because Absolutely. our basketball was very strong, and you know, with Tom with with Tom Jurich, with our facilities was second to none even at that point in time and they just and Agreed. then they just blew up from there so Absolutely. you know basketball i think our basketball played a big part in that as well but i'd have to agree that, that teddy did have a little bit to, a little bit to say oh, yeah. you know from because football we know that's the big money in uh, college sports that, so. that's the, it even the ace even in the ace acc which is a basketball central conference mm -hmm. yeah that whole we were getting in over uconn was all driven by football yeah because Florida State and Clemson are like, don't give us a bum, give us a contender. Exactly. Because we need to show up the football side of this conference. That's where the money's going to come. That's what's driving this bus. Give us a football playing school. Right. And we were there. And I think one, I think one thing yeah. we don't we don't revert back to to think about often is we went to sleep one night. Well, I forgot how many years ago it was where Louisville had it almost had been everything but announced that we were getting accepted into uh, which Big conference? 12. The Big Twelve with yeah. West Virginia, and mm -hmm. then woke up the next morning to see that West Virginia had got accepted. I was let down. I, well, definitely, it was it was a major yeah. letdown, but at the same time, I don't think it would have been a good fit. Nah. It's like one of those things that it, it happened for a reason because mm -hmm. Louisville in the ACC seems like. It's perfect. Oh, it's always well. been that way. Yeah. It's like it's always <laughs> yeah. been that way. So, no, I, I completely, you know, I, I'm kind of glad that it did happen. The, I, I don't control. like the way it happened, yeah. but it, I think we're all glad that it did happen. And, guys, let me let me ask you this. We're on the topic of Lamar. Um, does he declare? And if he does, um, what, what, what round are we looking at him in? Um, and, you know, what could be that potential when he makes that step up to the uh, league? Um, you know what? Me personally, um, I, I think that uh, Lamar is gone, and I think he should go. Um, I think that um, there have been some people, Matt Miller of um, Football Talk, Pro Football Talk, um, we've heard him talk about uh, the fact that um, he feels that Lamar's not a first-round pick. I've seen some other guys also at Bleacher Report. Mel Kuyper. Um, yeah. um, that have considered Lamar at, you know, going number Tommy one Shea. overall. I've seen a couple of, of mock drafts do this. CBS Sports has Lamar Jackson going number one overall. Wow. Um, so Lamar Jackson um, has seen a groundswell of support, especially the last four or five weeks of the season, mm -hmm. and I think that's going to continue. I think the fact that he um, made it back to New York, that was something that was unheard of, you know, ten weeks into the season. People right. thought it was ridiculous that he'd even get back. And now the fact that he's back at number two, the um, it's almost like he's brand new again. Like yeah. People are seeing him with new eyes. Yeah. If Louisville's four games slide we lost those four games if that would have had had handed if that would have happened at the end of the season rather than kind of in the middle he wouldn't be there no he might actually been like last year we had a three game slide at the end of the season yeah. but because of all that hype beforehand yeah. you know that that, that whole they tsunami got started but because Louisville got just destroyed by Clemson I mean yeah. that was basically that ended the Heisman campaign well we as Louisville fans we thought we was going to win that game yeah Absolutely. I mean, going into that game, Everybody, we, you know, we thought Watson's gone. we're going to win that game. You know what I mean? Like, everything. <laughs> they lost a defensive line. <laughs> with his Lamar Jackson. How much yeah. has the world game. changed? Like, man, like, like you know, game. that was the game. <laughs> that game, <laughs> like, just changed everything. Louisville gets smashed on the football field and the I whole mean, basketball and, program gets torn and apart. And looking back, if he would have won that game, if he would have just had the game Lamar Jackson has, 
we wouldn't even be talking about Ma Baker Mayfield as the Heisman. No. You know what I mean? So that game was I a mean, landscaping game. It, changing it, was, game. it was crazy. I mean, like that, that literally ended it. And at that point, everybody, you know, just thought it was over with. And then let alone Louisville loses at home to Boston College. Exactly. They get blown out by Wake Forest. Yeah. And people were like, you know, Lamar Jackson going to New York, they were asking if Louisville was going to go to a bowl game. Right. So to turn it around the way they did and kind of circle the wagons and, you know, win going away, they were 5-4. and four, yeah. And this season was on the break. And it was on the coaching. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, think, I think Petrino realized that, hey, you know what, we need to, let's make this light shine on him. And I really think that he boosted Lamar's draft status. Oh, yeah. Uh, just by the way his offense changed on those last those last few games of the season. He allowed him to stay in the pocket, show his arm off. And oh, yeah. Show oh, and and, and I'll tell you what, Steve, yeah. uh, when you look at the adjusted statistics for just purely passing, not based on any of the ridiculous rushing numbers that Lamar Jackson has, um, he's rated right now as the second best overall passer of all the draft eligible guys. Like 61%? So, I mean, it's un un right? mm -hmm. unbelievable. I mean, just un passes under pressure, third down conversion, uh, completion percentage, just every number that you look at outside of Josh Rosen, the young yeah. man out of UCLA, UCLA. He is pretty much the only guy that would be considered a more, um, you know, pro-style-ready quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Now, a lot of people look at him, and, I, and Matt Miller had, a, um, uh, had an article on Pro Football Talk where he mentioned the fact that you have GM saying, well, you know, I think he should end up at wide receiver. And uh, you have other guys yeah. saying, I just don't know. You know, you just can't run around like that. And I feel like a lot of the NFL people are not really looking. They didn't watch Louisville play this year. They didn't watch Lamar Jackson's growth. All they see is, okay, we see a kid who has a bunch of numbers. He has 1,500 yards rushing. Obviously, he's some sort of gimmick run and shoot guy. Right. And they're not really watching. Unless it's the typical NFL thing where they downplay a player. To get him. I think there's definitely because, some of that. Because that's that happened be a lot. Yeah. I really like that dude. In the background, I'm like, yeah, he's got number one. Oh, yeah. But I, I do. I, I think that Lamar Jackson is going to go extremely high in the draft. I think with so many teams right now that are on the brink. And you're hitting quarterbacks. Jaguars, yeah. um, who, are, who are not really sold on the young men out of Central Florida. that Blake they Bortles. Got Bortles mm -hmm. A couple years ago, they're looking at possibly taking a quarterback. Of course, the New York Giants, they're <laughs> definitely exactly. uh, in the market for a quarterback. The Cleveland Browns are always in the market for a quarterback. So, Rosen. Um, Jackson, Sam Donald, we don't even know if he's going into the draft. No. Um, so, you know, I mean, there are so many um, teams looking for quarterbacks. I think it's no doubt Lamar will go in the first round. The question is how high. And once he gets to the combine, if he shows out the way everybody expects that he will, um, he's going to be the buzz name. It's almost better for him to have gotten all this doubt and then have this groundswell and push towards the end of right. the season because I think that's going to help his draft start. Well, and that's if he even competes at the combine. He may run. He may just do some measurable takes interviews, mm -hmm. but he may decide to like Teddy and a lot of other high-rated quarterbacks. You have your you come to your pro day at U of L with your receivers and your people. That didn't necessarily it's work right. out very well. That didn't work for Teddy. Because Teddy took Chris Williams and Yeah, that didn't work for Teddy. I personally think Lamar is going to go out there. He's like he said, even you know when people were asking him, is he going to play in the bowl game? And he said, you know what, it's time, it's competition. It's time for me to go out there. Of course, yeah. play the bowl I'm going to play. Exactly. And I think he's going to approach the uh, combine the same way. I'm going to go out there and whatever they want me to do. He's a guy who's never shied away from anything. No. And, you know. He's going to go out there, and he's going to be Lamar, and I think he's going to. Well, he's going to show he's a freak. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly what he's going to show. He's going to show that he's a, he is the best athlete in the draft. Everybody's going to be watching that 40 yeah. times. Even yeah, though it exactly. doesn't even matter yeah. when it comes exactly. to Exactly. He's going to show that he's the best athlete <laughs> in the draft. I'm going to watch this web, too. Uh, 
Thank you for joining. You can join us if you're internet set. You can join us at iTunesRadio.com. You can join us at the Mania Sports Show with Sean Haven, Steve Muds in the building. We're going to ask Steve Muds if it's the holiday season. See if we can slide one of them more uh, cars over there at Montgomery Chevrolet. We're going to talk about that when we come back after. We're going to talk about some uh, University of Louisville men's basketball. We're going to talk about some. Uh, Key Mammoth played today? Yes. We're gonna college, you know what? Let's talk a whole bunch. There's a lot of college basketball. The Blue happening. Devils go down. The we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that as well, too. Join us at the number one sports show main event. Shively Sports, West End Family Dental, and Abby Brito State Farm Insurance Agency proudly presents Louisville Legends, A Look Back. From the glittering stable of high school basketball stars from Camden, New Jersey, coached by Clarence Turner, came the legendary Camden Connection. The University of Louisville, coached by Hall of Famer Denny Crum, created a pipeline of high school All-Americans that donned the red and black and were extremely successful during their tenure at U of L. In 1981 came the smooth shooting guard Milt Wagner, a McDonald's All-American who possessed one of the most beautiful jump shots imaginable. Cool as a cucumber, never to be rattled, Milt was a starting guard on the 1986 National Championship team. While at U of L, Milt was a member of the three Final Fours, 1982, 1983, and 1986. With a career scoring total of 1,836 points, Milt ranks fifth among all-time scorers. Milt Wagner was second-round draft pick by the Los Angeles Lakers in 1986. He is one of the few players that have won on all levels, high school, college, and NBA with the Los Angeles Lakers. Next came the very versatile Billy Thompson, a six-foot-seven small forward that was also a McDonald's All-American. In 1982, Billy was ranked the number one high school player in America. He was known for his tremendous hands and all-around court skills. While at U of L, Billy was also a member of the 1986 National Championship team and was a member of three Final Fours, 82, 83, and 86. He was a first-round draft pick by the NBA's Atlanta Hawks, but immediately traded to Los Angeles Lakers, where he teamed with fellow teammate Milt Wagner and won the NBA championship both in 87 and 88. The legendary Camden Connection, truly legendary. Back with your number one sports show main event. It was uh, DJ Steve Mudd Jr. on the ones and twos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about how we can get this Christmas car at Montgomery Chevrolet for just for a dollar. How can we get that? What? A dollar? A dollar? Yeah, just for a dollar. Jay Hat. You, you can pull out of there just for one dollar. You just got to come and say give them the, give them the, rave, give them the Haven and Rashawn discount. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> the main event sports yeah, discount. You're talking about the CEO right here at Montgomery Chevrolet. He's the main man. He can make it happen. Yeah. 
I got a prestige award today, uh, Rashawn Haven and Steve Mudd. I, I feel good today, man. And congratulations, bro. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know what it is. What is it, JS? I don't know. It's behind you. Yeah, it to us. I see it's from the city of Louisville. Yeah, 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 it is. That's, that's big in itself. I know, I, got, I see the seal. The seal. Yeah. It's so big. Those guys even broke out that old school resume paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was signed with one of the, uh, eight, what's the, what's the, the pen that they yeah, signed yeah, the, the decoration with? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, the feather pen, the fountain pen. Yeah. Hey, congratulations, Jay. As we know, you're number one in the city, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Real quick, McGovern Chevrolet, what's some of the deals you got going on for the holiday season? Man, we're just blessing folks. You know, we're still in the blessing business. And, um, Convertibles. You know, whatever man, you want, we got. got I was just on the other show talking about credit and how important buying power is and that, you wow. know, our generational, if we want to build generational wealth, that it is important to us to share the gifts that we have that's right, and, that's right, and explain what that buying power is to folks. So. Um, it's just one of the things that we that we need to do as people is you know make sure that we're giving and educating one another about credit and how important it is. That's a great point that you make, Steve. You're talking about giving, giving back. This is the holiday season. There's so many things that you are part of, the Maine Sports Show, the part of about uh, with James Letton Community Connects Radio Show is going to be giving yeah. back and going to feed 450 people. Uh, what's that, December the 19th? It's uh, next week, and um, we need we need more toys. Need so, more toys. you know, yeah. one of our locations is the drop-off location. Um, I think they're going to have over 200 kids mm -hmm. there and mm -hmm. 300 right. over 300 families. Texas right. Row House is feeding the people um, yeah. from their generosity. So it's going to be a big I event a, down there. I get a the, chance uh, to uh, host this, this, this event. I get to I bring up Steve Mudd. I, I could dress as an elf as well, too. I'm going to bring up Steve <laughs> Mudd. Okay. Angelique Price is going to bring the message. All right. She's going to break it from, from from the heart. And you're bringing me up. Yeah, I'm bringing Man, me up. Man, who better? Man, I'm going to bring him up. I'm going to Steve Mudd out. Yeah. 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 If you know about a story, wait till you hear this man's story, Mr. Steve Mudd. Wait till you hear his story. Make sure to come out on December the 19th. 19th. Yeah. yeah. Baxter the, uh, Community, Community Center. Baxter Community Center. And Beach Terrace, right? right? Correct. Yeah. So make sure y'all come out and join us. Rashad, big game. Steve Mudd, big game on National Televised ESPN. Indiana rolls into the KOC Yum Center. Wow. 20 years ago, this would have been like the brawl for it all. Man, I wouldn't say. Well, is it, is it every game's a big game for us this season, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, if, if we had the guy in the white suit, we probably wouldn't be saying it was so much of a big game today. Well, it, it's, it's crazy. I, I said that, you know, two years ago, you know, you look at the Louisville team that was uh, trying to bounce back from, you know, the, their little scandal issue, and you had Rick Pitino, you know, finally passed all those issues and getting it rolling. You had yeah. Tom Crean, uh, the Indiana head coach, who uh, just – um, yeah, just won the Big Ten right. two years ago. Yeah. And I said, if you know, you look at two years ago, if you would have said that neither Tom Crean nor Rick Pitino would be on the sidelines, and it would be Archie Miller versus David. You Patton. couldn't, you couldn't have put a money. You couldn't, have, you couldn't have bet. If you would have bet that, you wouldn't be sitting there, right? <laughs> you would not. That was not the coaching matchup I was expecting to see. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, they renewed their, you know, on and off. Indiana and Louisville has always been kind of an odd rivalry because mm -hmm. they've been the rivals that. They just, I don't know, they, they never really play each other, and you don't really know why they don't play each other all the time, and it's kind of been back and forth. I, you know, Bobby Knight and Denny Crumb didn't really necessarily like each other, get along. You know, Knight thought Denny was a hippie. And, because he was. You know, yeah. you know, but people still yeah. thought this was a statement game for David Pageant. How do you all feel like he, he did in terms of his performance? I mean, they the beat a five and 5-5 five basketball team. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I do. I understood, but at the same time, do you feel it's like it's a name? Well, it's definitely a it's name, a name. It's and a we name. and we and we all know that matters. And, and I think that David needed that for his own personal psyche. Um, just looking at the team, I didn't want to 
you know, pass too many judgments early on uh, on David Padgett as this was his first time. But now that I've had an opportunity uh, to watch Louisville, this is now their eighth game of the season. Um, I'm starting to see some some trends, and I'm starting to see kind of the warts after you've played enough games, you start to get a little bit of data. And you know, now these upward I, or downward trends? Uh, are these trends you're speaking of? Just evaluations. I don't necessarily think they're good or bad. I think that Louisville does have a lot of issues. I think that clearly you can tell that David is, you know, he's a first-time coach. And right. the, a lot of the things that we see um, are, are poking their heads out. Louisville's extremely sloppy on both ends yeah. of, the, of the ball. On the How many turnovers the do we have today? Um, they did not do horrible today. They only they had 12 turnovers today. That's um, not too bad. It's which, not bad. Is, which is not bad, especially considering, uh, you know, that they were very, very erratic in the first half. Yeah. Um, uh, they, they've been a team, you know, Dr. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, usually they'll play one good half, one bad half. Um, they allowed uh, Indiana to shoot uh, almost 50% from the field in the first half of the game. Uh, second half of the game, uh, Indiana goes 0 for 12 from the field and shoots 21% overall. Uh, shoots 35% from the field in the second half. Was so that, I mean, was that they, bad they really offense or good down. defense? Um, Both. It was better, but, I mean, Louisville is just such an inconsistent team. And right we're, not, we're not pressing and, at all. And oh, we know, they did for a little bit, but it's just, it's just something about this team. Like, something is not – Clicking. Well, you can tell the difference between a first-time head coach yeah. and a Hall yeah. of Fame head coach. Well, in, in addition to that, I think when as soon as uh, Pageant took uh, control of the rings, one of the first quotes that we got out of the team was that it's more fun. It's, it's laid back. Now. It's laid yeah, back. Yeah, it's more. Yeah. And and to me, that's a bad thing, yeah. you know, because structure, as we know, was was uh, Patino's execution, yeah, structure, you know, and discipline. structure and discipline. Yeah. Those were his you know, main. I'm gonna say this: being laid back and all that stuff. That's not necessarily a bad thing. If you're an experienced coach, you know that's your staff, and, and you know how to get that, and, and you know how to get the most out of your players with that laid back. So, like Pete Carroll is known as a players' coach, very laid right. back, loose practice, you know, loose practices. But he's won a Super Bowl right. with yeah. that staff. Now, you know, if, if, this a, if this was a new roster staff. of players that weren't already accustomed to that, that, that strict discipline and, and structure, I think that may, you know, that may fly. But the fact that these are Patino's players. I, I think the toughest thing is this. You have, first of all, a team that did not have any time together with this coaching staff. You had this happen four weeks before the start of the regular season. Yeah. So you had We're a time out. We're going, going too far. See, you, you just went too far. I mean, the staff didn't come in place until almost like two weeks after <laughs> yeah. Before yeah. it, it was Padgett by himself. Yeah. I mean, so, so you trying had, to coach the team. And they had coaches walking in and tip off for the first exhibition game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you double down on that by the fact that this, this guy's never been a head coach. And then you triple down on that by having to, you know, bring in and indoctrinate, you know, five new players, including four freshmen. Right. So. And then on top of that, one of your, your 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 more trusted ball handlers, Ryan McMahon, you know, cracks his ribs at the first red-white scrimmage, so he's not available for the first month of the season. And you've been missing, uh, you know, you've been having an issue with having to play Quinn Snyder way too many minutes. So, I mean, you have issues defensively where they're not necessarily sharp guys missing rotations, um, you know, kind of that inconsistency <coughs> there. And then on offense, you have unforced errors, yeah. um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one basketball. So, I mean, Louisville is a team – um, that hasn't developed an identity. They're still trying to find themselves. Absolutely. Exactly. They're, they're, not, they're trying to find yeah. their identity, but a game like today, uh, you know, they get the win. They're 6-2. and two. They played extremely well for a long time versus Purdue on the road versus a top-20 team, even though they did ultimately lose that game. Right. They, they had a chance they to win the game. Seton Hall. You know, the shot was in the air, and I think if Quentin Snyder hits that shot, 
um, Louisville's uh, first part of the season is looked at a lot differently. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think there's cause for alarm because there's definitely talent on the court, but the issue is that um, it's just you just don't know what it is. It's almost like a like the blob. You know, it's just like know, a form. Well, you know what, Rock? After, you know, after hearing your rundown of all of the issues, which it's, is it's good. tough. And no, it's almost like, well, man, they're doing kind of good with considering all of that. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, they are doing good because right now they're playing like almost like Kentucky, an all-freshman team. Even though they're not freshmen, there's a lot of upperclassmen there that should stabilize the team, but they're playing like they're an all-freshman team. I watched Kentucky play Mama today, and they're a little more disciplined in U of L, but you see like the, a lot of similarities between the way they play. Because they both play like freshmen, taking bad shots, getting lost on defense. But what's crazy, though, Haven, is that the freshmen have been the guys who have actually played better for yeah. a lot of the point. Like, Dinga Dale started out the season, the first couple of games, and his numbers were outstanding. He was shooting over 50% from the field, over 40% from three. Um, you know, ha was doing a lot of things defensively, getting steals. Um, but he's been a guy who's been reckless. Like, I look at his stat line today, 6 of 15 from the field. Uh, you know, which is which is not great. Um, one assist, three turnovers, only had one rebound today. Mm, uh, mm. And, you know, he ends up with a 16 points. So right. people say, okay, well, he led the team in scoring today. But I don't think Adele's playing that way. Not well. very happy the game, though. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and the thing is, I think why the freshmen are playing so much better, not playing better, but they're playing very, very well, is the fact that the freshmen never played under Rick. Exactly. Right. So they're only, the only coach they really know is David Padgett, his style of coaching. Mm -hmm. So they're responding very well. Right. The right. older players are used to Rick Patino and used to seeing David Padgett not so much as a coach, but kind of like, I mean, he was a coach there, but, you know, he's like third, fourth guy down on the yeah, right. team. Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't have the same respect as he was third the chair. assistant coach yeah, right. or the fourth. So, you know, it's, it's a whole different dynamic with this team right now. The older guy's kind of like, hey, Dave's still kind of like my buddy. Well, it's almost like they're not running, too. Yeah. You know, like I'm looking at Quentin, and I'm thinking, man, Rick would have. Yeah. I mean, some of the shots and some of the things he done oh, in the Seton Hall game, oh, he would have been yanked. Well, it, it's, it's, it's funny because Rick Pitino, a former point guard himself, is very, very hard on his guards, especially yeah. the point guards. It's very rough. If they make a mistake or do something dumb, Rick's yanking them. Oh, yeah. Where David Patch is a big guy. He, he lets them so stay in. The guy who he's always yelling is honest my mood. Like yeah. my mood cannot do anything right. Like, <laughs> he can yell that all the time. And it's just funny because David almost opts for small ball because the big men drive him crazy. Right. They, you know, they, they drive him nuts. So I mean I, it's there's a lot of good I, I like some of the adjustments that's made. Um but it's a work in progress. And Louisville fans, if you think that this team, this team is going to lose several games. They're going to lose several games. The oh, ACC, especially. The ACC yeah, is especially tough. Especially once in the ACC play. They're going to lose a lot of games. The ACC is tough. So, so. Louisville fans, just get, just get ready. You guys just about to kind of bear with them. Fellas, I got a question for y'all. Because y'all know that I consider y'all sports gurus. You know, I look up to you fellas, and you all have the answers. And this is a question that I have. With the way that Minnesota is playing right now, and this is this is not changing the subject, but not. I know where you're going. Do y'all think Richard Pitino has his father in his back pocket right now in terms of his, what he's doing uh, on the sideline? Um, knowing Richard, no. Uh, Richard doesn't necessarily play the same style as Rick. Um, you know, he he may share genes, a last name, and. Uh, you know some of his uh, idiosyncrasies, but th they are they are definitely two different guys. Um, I actually think that Minnesota style is a lot more to another coach that uh, Richard coached under. 
Billy Donovan. Yeah. Um, he yeah, gets a lot of his style from Billy Donovan. Mm-hmm. And they're what, number 12? Uh, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're very good. They have a couple of very nice big men. Um, you know, but but Richard is, I'm sure he goes to his dad, and we know Rick's been spending a lot of time up there. Yeah, a whole lot of time. A uh, whole lot of time. You know. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of time. <laughs> Richard's probably like ready for him to go. Yeah. Because Richard's definitely his, uh, his own dude, um, and that's one of the things I kind of always respected and, and liked about him I was that he was, but. Um, no, he he's doing extremely well up there. But I mean, he might ask his pops or something every once. It's away. funny. Like a year ago, we were sitting here and we was talking about our next head coach, if you all remember. Oh yeah. And yeah. we was talking about how we would want Richard. Oh yeah. You know, to be yeah. the to be the predecessor yeah. of his father, yeah. and uh, thought that that was gonna be the route. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Next yeah, that's maybe another route. If we don't keep pageant, who do we go after? That's the next. Question. Well, you know, our good friend Mark Bacon, main event DC, has a whole theory about who our next coach would be. And he tends to think our next coach. No, it's going to be Tubby Smith. (laughs) No, he tends to think our next coach will probably, will most likely be Billy Donovan, because he because he thinks Billy's going to get fired out of the NBA. And once once he's let go, that Louisville's going to try to make that run at Billy. I'm I'm going. uh, I think Chris Mack is our next head coach, and that's some reliable sources too. Uh, Chris Mack is Xavier. Xavier. His wife is from Louisville. He loves Louisville. They love the city, and he's a good. He's 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 one of the top names right now in college basketball. And it's a big job, as we just talked about about how big of this job is. I've only seen two coaches in my lifetime at this, you know, at my home school, you know, at my school in this city. So, you know, I would love to see Chris Mack come down from Xavier. He plays hard no hard nosed basketball, and he's a great coach. He's good. he's a big name right now. I, yeah, I, I think those two guys are probably at the forefront right now. Um, you know, I, I do think that Billy Donovan is having some issues, and uh, you know, the Thunder are, are on a bit of a down cycle right now, even though they do have uh, the, the three kings there with, with George and Westbrook uh, and and Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Bum. So, they call Melo Bum. But but you know, I, 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 there is a, there is a very good chance that if Louisville made that phone call, I definitely think there'd be some interest there. But I do love Chris Mackey's, yeah. you know, kind of young and up and coming guy. Yeah, the choose. Um, oh, that's that's that's, that's, that's tough. Yeah, the choose. I mean, it's kind because of, Billy D has like two rings. Well, it's gonna He's be. I think one of the things we got to like think Jimbo about Fisher. is exactly. the sanctions. You know, it, it, when we say choose. Yeah. I think it's going to be a job that a lot of guys are going to, that a lot of people are going to put their names in their hat. Let's, I, I mean, the money's there, the facilities are there, the history's there, the tradition is there. Um, but the sanctions are going to dictate what's going to happen. Yeah, can you, can you, are we going to get blackballed the and biggest, are going to get the death The biggest penalty? recruiting job for whoever it is is going to be keeping the guys that are on the, the team now that, are, that don't go pro, keeping those guys on the roster. That's going to be the biggest recruiting yeah. job, whether it's Pageant or the next guy. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about two. The big, uh, tonight, the big Heisman Trophy is tonight at 8 o'clock ESPN. Mr. Lamar Jackson, can he do it? We'll see what happens, and we're going to talk some more about some uh, pro baseball. Hey, hey, pro boxing, man. Some fights coming up. Yeah, it's Friday yeah, night. Yeah, it's going yeah, down. It's going down. Fact, going we down. got a champ right behind us. Friday night fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feature promotion, huh? That's oh, right. So, so, so he got this, so he can do this. Hey, you know, he's man, he's got to nice little jab. I tell you this, Haven. I'm a street guy. <laughs> I'm a street guy. The difference between professional and street, all it takes is beep, beep. It's over. It's over. That's <laughs> it. We're back. We'll talk about this pro boxing. <laughs> Jazz. What do you think? Where's Brian going at? Ooh, 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 ooh
we've reached it. The point where the only way to make Tuesdays any better is by having more boneless wings. That's why here at Buffalo Wild Wings, we've invented Boneless Tuesdays. It's a celebration where if you order boneless wings at full price, you'll get another of the same size for free. This works for dine-in or takeout. Every little bit counts. And on Tuesdays, every boneless wing counts as two. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Sports. Prices and participation vary. Valid only on Tuesdays while supplies last. Tax and gratuity extra. Additional restrictions apply. See participating location for details. Wow, no wonder everyone waits for Macy's friends and family. Well, it is their best sale of the season. Yep, we'll get an extra 10 to 30% savings with our Macy's Carter Savings Pass. Even on designers that rarely go on sale. Oh, you'll love this. 15% off beauty purchases. That doesn't happen very often. Plus, great savings on perfect gifts. Like I always say, friends and family are really all that matter. So the extra 30% savings? Um, yeah, that matters too. Macy's friends and family sale. Savings off regular and sale prices. Exclusions apply. These haters on my body shake them off. Yeah, they hate, but they broke them. They broke them. And when it's time to pop, they have no shit. Yeah, I'm pretty, but I'm local. Yeah, I'm local. The loud got me moving slow more. Hey yo, Tweety, what bro? Hey yo, keys, what up? That other he a bozo. It's a mayor, you don't know. You're Eli, why they testing me? Like, I don't always keep the hammer next to me. Like, I ain't got a header to the left of me. Like, we ain't in these streets more than sesame. But that chick, then why she texting me? Why she keep calling my phone, speaking? Every time I'm out, why she stressing me? You call it Stephanie? I call it we're back with the number one sports show, the host main event. Rashawn Myers and Haven Harrington's special guest is my main man, Steve Mudd Jr. from uh, Montgomery Chevrolet Preston Highway. The man, the COO, is in the building. Steve Mudd is so sharp. If you need a car, need a car, just tell him. <laughs> you get a discount if you go there and say you from. You heard it on the main event sports show. Steve Mudd's going to give you a discount on your vehicle. Wow, for the holiday season. Can't beat that. Man, let's talk about some NBA. Donovan Mitchell. Wow. Wow. Spider-Man wow. getting in. I mean. Wow, unbelievable. Unbelievable, Steve. I know they're fact. trying to say Ben Simmons is the rookie of the year. No, 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 no. I'm going to go with But I'm you know what? Donovan. I think that's probably be overruled. Because what Donovan is doing is half man, half amazing. Which is kind of weird because, you know, we all remember. I know you remember, Steve, <laughs> yeah. when when Rick tried to throw shade on Donovan. Yeah, for leaving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rick threw a lot of shade on He's Donovan. Like, I what? think that's the most ridiculous yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's the most ridiculous thing in the world. I'm like, what's Rick what are you, talking about? What are you about? talking about, man? I, was, I found out last night when I was watching him play. I watched him play uh, two nights ago. And uh, Chauncey Billups was the one who, no, um, Chris Paul yeah. was the guy who actually told Donovan. They were working out in summer league together. And Chris Paul was the guy who actually told Donovan. Donovan asked him and said, do you think I'm ready and should I leave? Chris Paul said, ready and should you leave? That's not the question. <laughs> it's where you're going to go. Yeah. You, 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 you're ready, kid. Go ahead and leave. Donovan Mitchell right now, fellas. Like, you know, a lot of people are asking, you know, is he going to be in the rookie of the year voting? And, uh, you know, does he have a chance to make a whole rookie first team? 
Donovan Mitchell might make the All Star game. Yeah, like the actual All Star game. Just watching him play, it's, it's like it comes it's easy to him. Yeah. It's like it's coming easy to him. It's like all this Donovan Mitchell is shooting yeah. over fifty percent from the field, over forty percent from three, and averaging almost thirty points a game over the last five, including a forty-one point performance, including uh, against the Pelicans. He had a thirty-one point performance against Russell Westbrook yeah. and the Thunder. He scored twenty-six points last night against uh, uh, um, the Beard. Uh, you know, against Houston. I mean, against his yeah. against his favorite player, CP. Everybody is going. This kid is, is just setting the league on fire. Well, Rashad, you got to talk about his passing. Like, oh, where did cool. that come from? He did not have that at, at Louisville. Scott, like Avery said, well, college was holding him back. It was. I mean, the college game. No, let me, let me, let me back that up. Let me back that up. Rick's game. The, the way Rick no, it's, it's, it's not Rick's game. Was it's not. It's, it's not. Are you sure it's Rick's oh, offense? No, no, no. It's not Rick's game. Back. It's the college. The Dwayne Wade taught me a very um, valuable lesson. Uh, watching Dwayne Wade and um, uh, uh, Reese Gaines, when Reese Gaines was at Louisville and Wade was at uh, Marquette. Marquette. Reese was the better player in college. Okay. okay. But when they got to the pros, that athleticism, that speed, that quickness took over. Took over. And, that, that, and even though Reese, I thought, was the greatest thing since sliced bread, when you get in an NBA game with the wider court, you have the wider lane, the, the deeper three-point shot, and no zone defense, so you can't pack the paint. Yeah. That speed and that quickness takes over. And, and Donovan is like, you know, the quickest, most agile oh, running man. back with the ball in his hands. But guess what? You gave him a jump shot, too. Because yeah. two years ago, the young man couldn't shoot. He shot 25% from three as a freshman at Louisville. And now in the NBA, he's shooting over 40%. Yeah. Two years hey, later. You know, Unbelievable. He's, he's a cheat coach. I mean, I mean, some guys are made for that next level. He's definitely one. And, and, He's one of those guys that's made. And, and, and I will pat myself on the back because I said, A, the young man was never going to play another year of college. In last January, last January, after the Clemson game, I said Donovan was gone. And I said he would be better in the NBA than he was in college. So, and, and it's just – He's amazing. I mean, he's an absolutely – all it took was his belief, a little bit of understanding, and his work ethic is second to none. Oh, See, my goodness. King, that could be you. He, he, he is, uh, he is at a point now where Utah Jazz is good to start figuring out a way to build a team around, around Donovan. Yeah. It, it, we will oh, see. It, it is, he has taken the team. That's crazy. And I, thought, I thought they had a great roster even with adding Ricky Rubio, and now oh. Ricky Rubio's riding the pine I mean, and barely getting playing time. You got Ricky Dang. Rubio, you have uh, Rodney Hood, Rudy Gobert, um, you know, uh, Derek Favors. Yeah. They have some veterans. They have some, some you know, Tybo Cephalosha's on that team as well. They have a lot of players. Man, but and Donovan's the man. He's like, the man. The the ball, if you're like, in the Jazz, what could be better than this? Having a guy that you know that's young, fresh legs, you got some talent already that you can now start to really build a team around his skill yeah. set. That's just like manna from heaven. Oh, yeah. If I'm a GM, I'm like, man. I fell into one. I fell into one. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I look at all those teams. The, the teams that I look at, the Charlotte Hornets taking uh, the, the kid from uh, Kentucky. Um, Oh, T, um, um, oh, what's the young man? Not Fox, the uh, Monk. Monk. They, they Monk. took Malik Monk. I look at the Detroit Pistons who took the kid Luke Kennard from Duke ahead of him. I look at the New York Knicks. His hometown Knicks took Fred Ninalinka, a point guard out of France, instead of taking okay, Donovan. Okay, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I'm going to stop you. It's the Knicks. 
The Knicks do nothing. Phil Jackson. It's, it's the Knicks. The Knicks. The Knicks do nothing but make horrible picks. I mean, horrible choices. I look at, I look at those teams that had a chance to draft Donovan. That Donovan wanted to go to the Pistons. The Pistons said they were going to take Donovan. The Pistons guaranteed him a spot, and then they let him go. Yeah, he's uh, giving them the Tom Brady effect you know now. You know, he's giving them the Tom Brady. To all you U of L fans. All of the message boards, I'm, yes, I'm pointing to talking to you UL fans, all the message boards. For all you guys out there in radio land, internet land, wherever you may be listening to us or watching us, said that you would never, ever go across the street to watch a, an NBA game. You know who UL fans are. Because you guys drunk the Kool-Aid saying, I would never watch an NBA game. I would never cross the street to watch an NBA game. They'll never get my dollars. Now I'm going to message boards. All you do is watching Donald Mitchell. All it took was over to get one dude in the NBA. I think we're, we're, we're excited that we got something to watch now in the league, right? All it took was one guy to get in the league. That's what I was like, oh, everybody's fantastic. I mean, Rick Pitino's probably sitting there like, man, I had it. I had it. I finally was, I had my guys. Donovan was a star. You have Terry Rozier playing. You got Montrez Hill. You know, Gorgie Dane is, is doing his yeah. thing. And then all of a sudden, Rick's just gone. And he's like, nah, man, man. I, I, I was in Boston. Oh. oh, yeah, Rozier. Yeah, Terry Rozier. I mean, Rick was probably finally saying, now I can say I have sons making money. <laughs> I can use the calipari yeah, theory. Now my sons, I could go watch my other sons oh. play. And look, I, w- I wasn't even in the room, but I heard somebody say my daddy's name, so I had to come in here. Uh-huh. Somebody said something about Phil Jackson. I'm sorry, because y'all know Phil Jackson is my biological father. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we said Phil Jackson is doing a great job with the Knicks. The Knicks, but once again, in 2025, become... A team that people actually talk about. Fred Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, I just had to need, I needed some clarification. I'm yeah. sorry. I just had to come in. I'm sorry. Terrible. But they are terrible. But <laughs> so it's not terrible. Oh. You know, it's not terrible. Oh. December fifteenth is going down. Oh, future promotion. Future promotions. Man, we gonna go at it after it's over. I'm gonna show what streets all about. Ding ding. So my man right here sitting next to me. It's your boy. Yes, sir. The great one himself. The star of the show. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to hype and build up. Man, it's the hype. It's the radio hype. It's the radio build up. That was the host of the show. You slow. It's the hype, man. It's the hype. Hey, man. It's, it's going Thank down, you. man. December 15th. Uh, future promotions, man. It's your boy Joshua Flores and my coach, uh, Coach DeRico, Joe Shirley. Uh, we all going to be out there uh, Friday night fights. Uh, make sure y'all come out and support. We got some really good bouts going on. We got about, um, I believe, 10 fights, 10 or 12 bouts that's going to be happening. Uh, we have a... Uh, Two ten rounders. We have a main event: Corey Phelps and Jermaine. Uh, I believe his name is Jermaine. It's Jermaine something. Okay. Jermaine. Jermaine. We'll I saw, Jermaine. I saw him at first name. Uh, the Jermaine. The Jermaine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, you have me, and then you have some other local fighters going out: uh, Timothy Martin, uh, Junior Valdez, uh, Rob Bell out of Lexington, Kentucky. And then, of course, you know, your boy and me, Joshua, pretty boy. Flop Joshua, is this, uh, is this boxing or? Um, no, this is, is boxing. This, okay. Uh, this is traditional okay. boxing. Uh, there ain't no kicking. There's no elbow throwing. All right. Uh, it's going to be at the Kentucky Expo uh, 5 over there by um, yeah. the street. Yeah, perfect. Uh, now, the time starts at, the doors open up at 7. Uh, the first bell rings at 8. What time do you fight, man? That's for, you know, about, you got to let the people know what time you fight. I say about 9.30. I believe about 9 o'clock, man, by 9, 9.30. It that's what time you whipping butt. It, it, it all depends on who's getting knocked out quick. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. <laughs> now, there's going to be some knockouts. That's so one thing about. Open. Yes. That's, that's right. The doors open at These 7. promotions always is just They do a great job, man. Awesome. It's always packed, too, man. They bring a Great crowd. I have a good time every time I'm out I'm there, man. These are the look. If you want to talk about the future stars in boxing, 
this is it. This is a place where you find the future stars. This is where you're going to find the next heavyweight champions. This is where you're going to find next middleweight, welterweight champions. They're, they're fighting right now, Louisville, Kentucky, December 15th at Expo 5. You do not want to miss this bout. I'm telling you, I mean, it's well worth to see young dudes from the city who moved to Louisville to train in Louisville. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of guys, we got guys from Cuba moving in. Cuba has a great fighting tradition. They're Strong moving here to train wow. to fight on these cars. I'm telling you, yes. this is the future. Joshua, is this is this uh, this bout? What uh, is this a light heavyweight or middleweight bout that you're uh, fighting? Well, I'll be fighting at a super middleweight. Okay. Uh, I mean, so we're gonna see some good punch in there. Oh yeah, it's gonna yeah. be some fast jabs going on. Uh, I came from a cruiserweight. I was uh, fighting at like 190 something, and then I dropped about 30, right. 40 pounds just to get down to super middleweight 168. So I'll be fighting about 168, yeah, okay. 168, 170 around that. What's way. the record of the? Um, what's your record, and then the guy that you're fighting's record? Uh, my my opponent's records, I believe, is gonna be is 0 and 3, about to be okay. 0 and 4. Okay. Uh, my record is uh, 2 and 1. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Confidence. Yeah. Confidence. Yeah. Hey, Expo Five is a great venue. Make sure you guys come out. Uh, great music. Yes. Um, cheap drinks. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's a great event. There's always some comedy. It's always some. It's, it's always it's some comedy. Great, it's a great <laughs> event. <laughs> it's a great event. You know, I mean, we've seen all kinds of knockouts. If y'all yes. like knockouts, man, we've had. You know, me and Haven have been on the front row and have guys think that they're gonna fall through the ropes yeah. on us. And I mean, so if you love action, you like fun. Um, great entertainment, great people. Definitely come out. Future promotions going down. Just a good time, place. good clean. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a great it's time. definitely a good time. You know. Also, if you guys need any tickets, uh, y'all can contact me on Facebook, Joshua Flores, or you can go on a Future Promotions uh, website and uh, go ahead and purchase tickets. But you know, if you want to come see me, you can definitely. See Joshua, me. I have a question yes. about boxing because, um, as Jay has says, I'm a street boxer Joshua, too, by trade. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. How long does it? How long have you trained for this fight? And then, how long usually does your training last to get ready and prepare for a fight? Um, well, my preparation for this fight was about eight weeks, um, and then it, you know it kind of turns up within the the four to three week mark. Mm -hmm. We turn up in the training. We turn up with the sparring. Uh, okay. You know, we start going to other gyms, of course, and we start turning up a little bit more in that area. Um, uh, the eating. Yeah gets a lot stricter okay. uh, the weight, the cut the cutting of the weight gets a lot stricter so and how does that play into because i mean we here i'm a boxing fan and and that's always been a question of mine i'm a big floyd mayweather fan is like how these guys you know how do you all control that and lose all of that weight and the night before the fight like you all go in and fight like 20 pounds heavier like what's up with that well i mean <laughs> that kind of but that depends on who the fighters is who okay. the fighters are actually because i mean you know sometimes it's good to go in 20 pounds heavier but at the same time you know you won't be as fast as you want to be right uh, pure example you know floyd mayweather he's a defensive mechanism king man nobody right. nobody's better than him when it comes to defense uh, when he fought Conor McGregor, yeah. Conor McGregor went in 20 pounds heavier. And, exactly. And Floyd Mayweather went in maybe five pounds heavier. Right. And of course, you know, we've seen who who won that. You know, he basically carried that man. For yeah. Two rounds. So the night before, like your eating habits are, of course, very strict. Yes. And the night before, you just go ahead and indulge then, if you want. Yes, if you want. I mean. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I I get my fair share of wings. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'll go get a couple rolls, get okay. some bread in me. Yeah. Because, I mean, of course, you know, I don't really eat bread. So, but, I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it's definitely discipline all the way through. All right. So, you know, you got to go home and you got to just put your mind to it. Like, listen, you know, the prize and the reward at the end is going to be great. So, 
you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I, I always pride athletes, man. I take my head off to you because um, we don't understand what you guys go through mm -hmm. to put on the entertainment that you all do for our likeness yes. um, and our enjoyment yes. and, and what you all put your bodies through, uh, whether you're amateur pro or, or, you know, doing it for, for entertainment. Right, exactly. So we appreciate that, man. Thank and you very much, yeah, man. You know, we, bring, we, want to bring a little, we want to bring boxing back to Louisville. You know, home oh, yeah. great, man. So we want to do it. Yeah, no exactly. doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Steve, man, once again, your information, man, how to contact you by getting a vehicle for the holiday season just for a dollar. Oh, they can call you. <laughs> I need me a command. He's giving away the car. So <laughs> they need to call Jay Hans. <laughs> the car is for a dollar. Call Jay Hans. <laughs> Once again, uh, Montgomery Chevrolet, some of the specials going on for the holiday season for the New Year's. Yeah, make sure to come out. We're, you know, Preston Highway and Indian Trail. Of course, the, the, the drop-off for the uh, toy, toy drive. drive. Yes. You know, this is the time of year where we're, mm -hmm. you know, just giving and not so much receiving. But um, if we can be a blessing and put you put you and your family, if you're out there and need an automobile, we'll do we'll do that as well. And um, we do. We can get you in um, down payments as low as a dollar. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Hey, Ben Harrington with Sean Mars. Uh, yeah, Jay, I uh, just want to let everybody know. I want to read this thing. Uh, that we got right here uh, before we go about our man. Uh, to whom all these letters shall come. Greetings. Know ye that the Louisville Metro Government County Commissioner District C hereby honors and awards active citizen J. Has DJ and WLOU radio engineer in recognition of contributions in service of the community through their professional and personal commitments and passions. We hereby confer this honor with all the rights, privileges, and responsibilities thereunto appertaining in testimony whereof we have caused these letters to be made and the seal of the Louisville Metro Government to be hereunto affixed. Done in Louisville this 20th day in October 2017, Kathleen Parks, County Commissioner District C. Woo! Has. Wow, look at it. Congratulations. Congratulations, Jay Hayes. Then on me. Then on me. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's what I need to go. Hey. Without any struggle. There is no progress. Peace. Had my eyes on the thumb since I came to deserve. Greatness, I'm destined for more than the universe. I'm a king. Boss. Rule everything I said, ain't on my words. Put in work, work, 20, work, four, work. I run the trip like a running back. Hit me the ball and I ran it back. Go every time like I'm in the sack. I run the team, call me quarterback. I ain't come from the bottom, but still had to grind for it. Uh, pop light it on me for mama, she ride for it.